Welcome to Marriage Conversations. We're Mason and Chelsea Linskog, and we believe your marriage was designed to be successful, and we have a passion to tell you how. We believe in simple tools that yield amazing results, and we believe that your dreams for your marriage aren't as far off as you think. So join us as we dive into today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, we're going to talk about just how important it is that we get into God's Word. Um, We're going to give you some practical uh, things that you can do as well, but we really want to really convey today the reasons why it's so important. I think that so, so often, if we don't really know why we're doing something, it's a lot harder to do. But when we really, you know, take the time to take a step back and to really think about things and, you know, in this case, to see what God says about it, uh, you know, it it makes things make sense a lot more. It gives you a a lot better perspective. It gives you God's perspective on things, um, and it just makes you more effective. So today's theme verse comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So, you know, this really gives some really good insight into just how powerful God's Word can be. You know, it's saying that we, we can be transformed, right? You know, and, and, and when you read, uh, you know, John chapter 1, where it talks about in the beginning, and it talks about how, you know, Jesus himself was the Word made manifest, uh, you know, uh, that right there is showing you what it looks like to live out the word fully, 100%. And, you know, we might not ever look 100% like Jesus, but the more that we dig in, in, in into God's word and, you know, just are intentional about that and just really taking time to meditate on, on what it really is saying to us and applying that to our lives— it allows us to look more and more like Jesus every single day. And so how does that apply to marriage, right? Um, you know, for me and for you, Chelsea, you know, like we've, we've seen, you know, the more time that we take to spend in the Word so that we can experience that transformation, that renewal process, that, you know, breathing new life in, into ourselves, it makes us better. Uh, for one another. And the closer that we are getting um, to Jesus by getting into his word and really taking heart what he has to say, you know, the things that he has for us, the more and, the more, and more we become like him, the better we're going to be for each other. And I know that, you know, we found that to be true in our lives. And, you know, we hope that, you know, for those of you listening, we hope that you have found that to be true in your life. And if you haven't, we hope that after today's talk that you are inspired and encouraged that, you know, it doesn't have to be that difficult uh, to experience this transformation. It just takes a little bit of intentionality, um, a little bit of effort on your part, but it can, it can truly transform everything. Mm-hmm. The transformative power of the word of God and of the cross of Christ is so immense and it's so hopeful because it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're a non-believer today and you're struggling in your marriage because 
it has the power to change. It doesn't matter if you're a believer and you've stepped so far out of the bounds of the God of God's word that now you don't even know how to get back there because it just takes a small portion of it to begin to change your life. And what I've realized is that when I'm getting into the word and I am, you know, transforming my life by the renewing of my mind through the word, that it's a promise of God that I'm going to be transformed. So it doesn't matter if, if I'm in the word and Mason's not, it's transforming me. And I'm, I'm a portion of this relationship. So by transforming myself, I am therefore already beginning to better this marriage, to, be, to better this thing that we're a part of. And by me being a better person, I am seeing things differently. So it doesn't matter if, if Mason's not and, and I am, I'm more forgiving. I'm more like Christ. I can love him better. And by that, the transformative power that's beginning to work in me begins to work in my spouse. Yeah. And let me just, let me just jump in there. That's, that's really good, honey. You know, your spouse might not be in the word. They might not be reading it. They might not be listening to it. They might not be going to church. You know, while it would be nice if they were doing those things, if you are taking the time to get into the word, you are receiving God's love so that you can give God's love. Mm -hmm. Even though your spouse might not, might not be reading the word through you, they are seeing it. Mm. You know, you might be the only Jesus that they ever see or hear. And when you take the time to receive God's word and you allow the word to become flesh through you, it doesn't just transform you. It transforms every single person that you come into contact with. And what better opportunity do you have than in your marriage with your spouse who might be struggling? And look, it's never going to be equal. Uh, you know, you guys go through different seasons. Every day is different, right? You know, we're not perfect, you know. Um, you know, we're all, we're all on a journey, you know, right now, uh, that journey of sanctification. Um, also known as just, you know, looking more and more like Jesus, to put it simply. Um, it's a fancy word, but that's all it means. But the cool thing is, is that the rate that you are sanctified is really up to you. You know, the more you take time to get into the word, to be transformed, you know, you're going to look like Jesus faster than you would if you weren't in the word and the more time you spend and the more time you, you, uh, you know, with him and, and serving other people, the more and more you're going to look like that, the more peace you're going to have, the more love you're going to have all of, all of the, all of the fruits of the spirit that are available through the Holy spirit. And it's really funny. So what I always tell people, um, you really are transformed by your relationships. So if your core relationship is with Christ, then it's so funny. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of times when you look at older couples, like those ones that have been together for, you know, 70 years or something, it's so funny that the, they look like each other. The things they do are like one another. They're like this, like little old carbon copy of each other. And I, I venture to say that that's just a reflection of what happens when we're in relationship with Christ, that we become this little old carbon copy of Christ and we begin to look like him, we begin to act like him. And gosh, how easy is it to love Christ? 
How easy is it to love your spouse when they're, when they're looking that way? And, um, I wish I could like give you guys a picture and, and show you this, but I'm going to try to describe it in the best way I know how I want you to picture a, a triangle, a big old triangle. And at the very top point is God at the bottom left point is the wife. And at the bottom right point is the husband. Now I want you to picture that, you know, the wife is getting closer to that God point at the top. So she's moving up that left-hand side of that triangle. And then the husband is doing the same and he's moving up the right-hand side of that triangle. Well, what's happening to that, that triangle is that it's getting smaller and the distance that's between that husband and that wife as they're getting closer to God together is that that distance is, is getting smaller. You're getting closer to your spouse just by getting closer to God. You don't have to necessarily even like focus on one area in your marriage when you're focusing on God. When you're focusing on you becoming this better person, the things that are in your relationship with your spouse begin to fall into place because you're being transformed. And there's another verse that goes along with this that I wanted to share, and it's found in 2 Corinthians 3. And it says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Um, think about like a veil with a bride when she pulls that back and now the, the husband sees her full face. So you're connecting. The veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit and whatever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So the more and more we take this veil away, this, this thing that was separating us, the more that we, we take away this and we behold him face to face and the closer that we get with him through his spirit, the more we're changed into his image to look like him. And that's so important because all of the things that we give you here on this channel, these tools, they're really great. Like they've worked for us, they've worked for other people, but these tools mean nothing without the transformative power of God. That's why it's so important that we're putting this like early on on this podcasting channel is because the preeminence of the word of God in your life cannot be understated. It is the key to making all these things happen. If you didn't do one thing that we told you to do on this channel, but get closer to God and get into the word and be transformed by renewing your mind through his word, you wouldn't need anything else. Like we could stop everything right here and say, get to know God, fall in love with him. And, and everything would change in your marriage. That, that's simply put. But we want to give you these other tools because they're nice. But I cannot tell you how important this is in your marriage. The, the becoming like Christ. If we are to be a reflection of Christ in the church and we become more like him, and we reflect his glory through our marriage. Simply put, when you look like him, it's really hard to not be lovable and to choose love in your marriage. So we also want to give you some easy ways to do it because we understand life is busy. You've got work. Maybe you've got an illness. Maybe you've got kids. So okay, Mason and Chelsea, you're trying to tell us to get into the word, but I don't have time. So, hun, do you want to start? Let's give them some tips. Yeah, I, I've wanted to jump into the to the practical steps too, because, you know, if we don't 
if we don't tell you the why, but then give you the practical steps, you know, sometimes things can get missed. And we want to, we really, we're, we are here to make this simple. Um, you know, God never wanted any of this to be complicated. Um, and so, you know, that, that's really our goal here today. So, you know, before we get into just the, the practical tips, some of the things that have worked for, for me and Chelsea, you know, really want to key in on that, you know, whole concept of reflecting, you know, reflecting God's glory through his word. You know, there's another passage and, you know, and I, I should have looked this up before, but, you know, basically it, it just talks about the fact that, you know, the Bible is essentially a mirror for us, you know, and for us to, you know, read it and to not listen, it's essentially the same thing as looking in the mirror and then forgetting what you look like, you know? Um, so this really helps to lead into the practicality of things because view your Bible as a mirror. It shows you who you truly are. It shows you who God created you to be. Um, it shows you how to think, um, you know, and, and that's how God thinks. So, you know, you want to know what his thoughts are? It's written down in his word. It's there for you. If you want to know what God, the creator of the universe, thinks, more specifically, what God thinks about you, how, how much he values you, how much he loves you, that he would die for you. That changes everything. You know, when you sit down to read your word, when you think about it that way, you know, hey, this is, this is my mirror. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to see what I really look like. You know, um, I'm not going to think about what someone else said about me, what someone thinks about me, how someone treated me. None of that stuff matters. The only thing that is true is what God says about me. So why don't we get into the practical steps now that we've kind of walked through the mindset and everything. And so, look, we're all short on time. You know, we have busy lives, you know, with work and, you know, maybe you have kids, um, you know, you have responsibilities, you know, you have people depending on you, especially if you're running a business or whatever it is. Look, we get it short on time. I think that what really trips a lot of us up, including ourselves sometimes, is, you know, I really only have five minutes and I just don't see how that's going to make a difference, right? Well, five minutes is a lot better than no time at all. And look, if all you have is five minutes, don't sit down and don't feel like you have to read a whole chapter, a whole book, whatever. Just read a few verses and just sit there, close your eyes talk to God about it, reflect on what he, what his word says, and really let it sink in. Let it sink in deep into your heart. You know, make a note to yourself um, of just those verses and what your initial thoughts were, and let God talk to you throughout your day. You know, take a minute in the middle of your day, just a minute of reflecting on what you, what you read that morning, and then maybe take one more minute in the evening sometime, maybe before you even go to bed. And God will talk to you throughout your day if you set aside and you make time to meet with him. He is always there for you. And another thing that you can do, um, most of us are always driving somewhere at some point in time. And we're so lucky to have the gift of technology in this that 
you know, a lot of the Bible apps that are out there, they'll actually play an audio version of the Bible. There are even some YouTube channels that will have people recorded reading the word to you. So maybe you don't have time to sit and read it on the page, or you may not feel that way. But when you're in the car, go ahead and play it. Mom, go ahead and play it in the car with the kids. Maybe they're bored. Maybe they don't love it, but they're getting the word too. You're getting the word. Um, you know, husbands that are driving to work, this is a wonderful opportunity to get the word in, um, into your life. And it's a very simple way um, that lends itself to, to growth as well. Um, and then for me, I used to try to wake up at the, you know, way early as Southerners would put it, the butt crack of dawn. And I would try to let that be the very first thing that I got into the very first thing that I did. And I kept falling asleep every time. And I told myself, well, I can't read in the morning. And now I've gotten into this really good routine where I'll get up, I'll take the dogs out on their walk first. Usually that walk is enough to really get me kind of awake and I'll make my coffee and then I'll sit. And I have that time at the very beginning part of my day. So that's a good tip for if you're not a morning person and you fall asleep um, in the morning, do something like walk your dog or you know, do some stretching or do your dishes first thing and do something to kind of get moving and that can keep you from falling asleep um, in the morning. And uh, then the alternative is also maybe you're a PM person and it's okay if you want to end your day with the word. Maybe you and your spouse can begin, you know, reading a few verses to each other before you go to sleep or listening again to an audio recorded version. All of these ways are very easy ways to get into the word and, um, you know, just kind of get that going in your life. Don't feel like it has to be you sit down and you do that for an hour because what I found is when you're building relationship with someone, the first time you meet them is not the time that you sit down and have a one hour heart to heart with them. It's, it's usually pretty short conversation. Hey, Billy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Doing good, brother. And, you know, you just over time, as you begin to get to know one another, you can't help but want to spend more time. So don't let yourself fall into condemnation for not spending a lot of time in the beginning. If you're still getting to know God, then work with what you have and let that relationship naturally build with him and you'll grow to want to be in that place more often. Yeah. And really just along with that is just quality over quantity. Okay. You know, if you, if you're just, you know, reading chapter after chapter after chapter, look, there's a time for that. That is wonderful. You know, we do that sometimes. Uh, you know, if you really get into a groove and you just keep going, it, it can be, you know, wonderful, truly. But don't neglect the fact that even just spending a few minutes on a few verses can really go a long way. And to just sit there and to be still, you know, and that, that is one of God's instructions to us. You know, be still and know that I am God. If you want to know him, sometimes you just need to be still. And sometimes you can also, um, another thing, since we've talked about shared activity um, here on our channel before, is couples could even do a, a devotional together or separately and then, you know, or read a certain passage in the morning or whenever during the day 
and then maybe go on a walk later and reflect on what they learned. And that's a great way for you guys to do it together. Yeah. And, you know, just to jump in, one thing that we've done before, you know, if you just download the Bible app on the App Store or the Google Play Store, you know, they have devotionals on there that you can connect, you know, with your friends. Um, and, you know, you guys can read through the same, you know, the same passages, and then you can write notes uh, within the app, and you can share that with one another, um, you know, just through either through the app. You know, maybe, you know, you're both in different places uh, during the day at work or whatever. That'd be a great way to connect even while you're not together. Or, hey, you know, you could just read the devotional and then come together and talk about it over the dinner table. You know, just mm-hmm. have, a, you know, just say, you know, hey, we're going to come up with, you know, just one or two points that we each thought that really stood out, that really helped us. Mm-hmm. And just talk about that at dinner. Yeah. So to kind of do a, a recap of some of the practical things that you can do, guys, is going to be listening to an audio Bible, quality over quantity, being okay getting into the scripture by one verse at a time and reflecting on it, picking a time of day that works really well for you and focusing on that, and doing a devotional together as a couple and reflecting either over a comment section or over dinner or over a walk. These are all really easy ways that you can get into the word. And the idea here is not to have a a duty that you're doing, but a devotion that you have to God, that you're getting to know him. And by getting to know him, you yourself are being transformed to be like him. And by becoming like him, you think like him. So you're able to better love your spouse and get closer together with them. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know by leaving a rating. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you post a question there, we will do our best to answer it on a future episode. Remember, leaving a rating helps us to spread the news about having a great marriage through Christ to more people on this platform. We appreciate your time and can't wait to have more conversations with you.